My name is Jenny, and I'm a wife and mom raising two kids. But I used to live a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I said goodbye to TV and hello to motherhood, I suddenly discovered what we moms are up against. We live in a world that tells us to be rich and famous, thin and successful. You know, almost nobody says, oh, hey, you're a mom? That is fabulous. But you are fabulous, and I'm here to tell you why. It's Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we are here for you. And I do hope that today you've tuned in for a reason and we'll get some help from Channel Mom today and our guest. You know, I I know what it's like to be a mom. I know what it's like to wake up or get to the end of an evening where you say, I wasn't the mom I wanted to be today or my kids aren't exactly where I want them to be or they're not behaving in this way or that or I'm worried about their future or worried how they're going to grow up. Um, I know how it is to feel insulted or disrespected because I now have a teenager uh, and, and a preteen and I love them both deeply. And, and, you know, if somebody were to look at them from the outside, they'd say they're well-behaved children and they do well. But, you know, just like every kid, they've got, uh, you know, a sinful uh, tendency like we all do and can do some things that are not so nice to mom. And, and so I know that there are days you slog through and you think, ugh, I don't know why I'm doing at this. I don't know why I'm living at this. I don't know what kind of a wife I am or what kind of a single mom I am or I, I don't feel like I look like I used to look or I, I just, you know, you just may not feel like you're doing it well. And so that is why I have invited our guest Stacy Eldridge to be back with us today. Stacy is is the wife of John Eldridge and I think Stacy is is well known in her own right, but many pe- folks know John as well. Uh, Stacy has written a couple of books with John Eldridge, her husband who would that you may know, including Captivating and Love and War. We may touch on the single biggest lesson within the book Captivating that made a huge impact on my life about the one question that women ask about themselves uh, that they need answered for pretty much their whole lives. <laughs> and so I want to touch on that a little bit with Stacy. But uh, she has also written her own books, Becoming Myself and now Stacy's brand new book, Free to Be Me. I don't know if I touched on both books with John, but she wrote Captivating and Love and War with her husband, John. Okay, so Stacy's going to join us today. And here's what we're going to touch on. And I've got to believe this is going to resonate with most of the moms and the daughters in the audiences uh, around the country that we uh, come to. And Here's what it is. Stacy is trying to help moms and their daughters. And really, um, the, the subtitle of the book is Becoming the Young Woman God Created You to Be. This uh, tag teams with her other book, Becoming Myself. Essentially, she wants every woman out there today who's driving around in her car and listening or listening via computer or listening via podcast after the fact to get to a place where she sees herself in a new and more beautiful light. Most of the women that I know see themselves as less than most of their friends do. They're not pretty enough. They're not skinny enough. They're not accomplished enough. They're not good enough. They're not kind enough. Their, their house isn't good enough. Whatever it is, women really struggle with insecurities. And, and Stacy wants to start young with girls who are already worried about the size of their thighs and what boys are looking at them and who they're meant to be and how they're meant to carry themselves. And so Free to Be Me is a book that that delves into all of this. It can be helpful both to the daughter and the mother. 
And if you're a mom without daughters, you're going to want to stick around because this is going to be good for you too. Stacy really just wants to walk you through a new way of having a better image of yourself because we just struggle with feeling like we're not enough uh, and feeling that we're not beautiful or valuable or, or maybe that maybe we don't even have a purpose. And so Stacy's going to get you there today. She's got some beauty secrets that she likes to share. We're going to talk about that that prison place, that thing that that um, keeps us from the life we want to live that sometimes is a little too comfortable. So it's hard to walk out of our old habits that are our prisons, really. We're going to touch on that. And then what I said, that one lesson from Captivating, that was a huge help to me to understand both myself and my husband. So we'll touch on all that if we can in the small amount of time that we have with Stacy. But uh, I'm, I'm confident we can get through it. So um, should we play a little song? I don't know. Should we play a song? Jorge's my friend Jorge. All right. Let's just, let's just do this to prompt you to go to that place where you have to wake up and get with it now and not put off till tomorrow the, the kind of transformation or the, the makeover or the change that you've wanted to make in your life to see yourself and to see your purposes and to see how God made you. So let's go with Switchfoot today. All right, that was Sanctus Real. Didn't get to the switch foot, but that's all right. He's talking about his wife that feels like she doesn't get enough attention from her husband and like she's not enough. And there she sits with the kids and, they, and feeling sort of empty. Um, and he realize, realizes where he fell down on the job. So that song works too. <laughs> so with that, we want to welcome our friend Stacey Eldridge, the author of Free to Be Me and also Captivating. And she's a best-selling author with her husband, John, as well. Welcome back to Channel Mom, Stacey. Hey, thanks for having me, Jenny. Glad to be back. Oh, we're so glad to have you. Okay, let's delve right in. So we have enough time today to get to all the lessons that you want to share. This book, why did you write it for the young women out there? What was on your heart? You have sons. So I thought to myself, okay, she only has sons. Now, she has daughters in love now, daughters in law. But but what you know decided made you decide, I got to write this book for girls who are feeling bad about themselves and don't recognize their own beauty and their own purpose and their own calling. Get them now. Get them while they're young. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a woman. I have passion for women. And so I have this sense that the time that we're living in are so heated and the hour is late. And we need girls to, to come into their own and who they are and then rise up and play the role that, that they are meant to play. We need them. That's why. Yeah. We do. And, and you know, I, I do remember the day. I mean, vividly. When my daughter walked in and said to me, Mom, do my thighs look fat? And, ah. and she was 10, 10 yeah. years old. And she might have been 9, actually, but she's 12 now. And, and I've just, like, you, you know, thrown so many compliments compliments to her about how loved she is and how beautiful she is and how, how you know nice her figure is and everything else now we don't want them to get our, their total confidence from their outside so we've got to be cautious about that but I do not want my daughter to question her body I mean I grew up in a culture that did that you know weren't, weren't you and I both on diets through our whole teen years because it was that culture we grew up in and and I don't want her to be in that place but I just want to say it starts very early and we want to nip that insecurity in the bud so that they don't go down that 
road that the devil, frankly, wants them to go down where they, where they don't become what they're all they're meant to be because they feel bad about themselves. So, right. so, so go there with me. Give a little pep talk as to why girls need to know just how beautiful they are and how much purpose and potential they have so they don't go the route of, of feeling like they need to have alcohol to, to have fun and feeling like they need to have a boyfriend and need to have sex to feel valuable. And I mean, talk about that. Wow. That's sort of like everything, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you think about what it was like growing up for us, and however many decades that was. For me, but you know, we're going four decades, and it was hard. It was rough. And it's even more difficult now. They are barraged, barraged. Yeah. What is on television now would have been rated X in a movie theater when I was growing up. And what's become normal is so completely not normal. So to be continually speaking in truth and love and affirmation into our daughters' lives, into our friends' lives, is really important. We we lose ground. We forget. We forget who we are and what matters. And the thing is, is that the world around us needs us to remember we are valuable. We are created with a purpose. And we do bear the image of a beautiful God. So, yeah, our, our beauty matters. We want to be beautiful. There's nothing that has to be shallow about that. But it is, first and foremost, an internal reality that needs cultivating over time to grow up in knowing who we are in Christ makes us truly beautiful women who can bring life and light to the world around us that so desperately needs it. Yeah, I mean, you need to start young. I, I read on Monday a quote from your book where you basically said, the world doesn't need yet another young woman who despises the lovely creation that she is. Um, and God does not long for another girl who rejects herself. And, and, that, and that is such commonplace nowadays. And then what you're saying is we want to get them early so they understand their value and their beauty and their potential so that they can be all that uh, they're meant to be and that the world, frankly, needs of them. Um, right. Come out of the club. Come out of the club. Because sometimes with women and with girls, it's kind of the club of, oh, my, oh, my legs are so not shapely. Oh, yours. Mine are terrible. Oh, my skin. Oh, yours. Mine. It's this. Like, we join in this thing of putting ourselves down, like, then we're in the club of belonging. Rather, you know, what about joining a new club? Like, yeah. uh, what I appreciate you is, or what I'm thankful for about me. I, I can run, I can move, I, have, I can see, I'm grateful. Sure, sure. And I do think, I'm just going to throw this out there, that we now live in a culture that tells girls they should be sexy at a really young age. Oh, my gosh, yes. You see, the, even in the, I was seeing Halloween costumes that were being sold and uh, marketed to 12-year-old girls, and they're like these sexy little numbers. Like, back away from our children. Yeah, exactly. And I see my daughter even struggling with that now. Like, should I be trying to be sexy at this stage of my life, Mom? Kind of, you know, just kind of testing it out on me. And she doesn't ask that question, but she's just trying it, you know. And I think, wow, that... That is directly from our culture, that she feels like she needs to be a hottie. I mean, you know, we used to say pretty, and now we say hottie, which means a totally different thing. Um, you know, it's, it's the connotations basically go to sex. Oh, she's a hottie. It's like, okay, my 12-year-old's a hottie? You know, and so that's a whole new set of pressures that you want to get girls away from. So when we come back from the break, I want to talk about this prison, the, this club that you just talked about, where we set ourselves up and the girls set ourselves up and our, you know, we as moms set ourselves up to be in that club of, frankly, our own prisons of putting ourselves down and feeling bad about ourselves and, and establishing the same old habits and, and 
and going to whatever addiction makes us feel better about how bad we feel about ourselves, whether it's food or alcohol or, or men or too many men or whatever it is. So when we return with Stacey Eldridge, we're going to talk about those prisons that she discusses setting up for ourselves that we can get out of and the beauty secrets that we can run to with our great God when we return to Channel Mom. These days, couples will work for just about anything from communication Hello. to companionship, from fun Whee! to love, from passion <laughs> and purpose to good old intimacy. <gasps> What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. If you are a mom who wants your kids to grow up and love going to the dentist, then I have to tell you about Pediatric Dental Group of Colorado. As a one-time patient myself and now the mother of patients, I know firsthand they understand the unique needs of children, especially when it comes to the subject of dentistry. Dr. Strange and Dr. Cathers not only care about making the dental visit fun and rewarding, they also strive to help children learn to be good dental patients. They do this by coaching the child and the parent, encouraging good oral health care, and providing high-quality dental treatment. This is accomplished in a fun and child-friendly atmosphere. All of the pediatric dentists and orthodontists have two years of additional training beyond dental school. They are board certified and specialized in the dental care of infants, children, and young adults. The dental team is uniquely qualified to take care of your child during their dental visit. The Pediatric Dental Group is proud to have locations in Arvada, Wheat Ridge, Lakewood, Lafayette, and Evergreen. You have to find out more, and you can do so at pediatricdentalgroupco.com. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. We are speaking to Stacy Eldridge, author who has sold millions of books, also along with her husband, John Eldridge, who you probably have heard of. They have been New York Times bestselling authors. Stacy and her husband, John, wrote Captivating, which I want to touch on a little bit here at the beginning of this segment, and also Stacy's new book, Free to Be Me. I, I want to welcome Stacy back. Welcome, Stacy. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. We're glad to have you. I, let's just talk about that captivating thing because I think it's going to play into some of these other things we talk about. I loved the thing that you opened my eyes up to in captivating, which is essentially, you know, essentially, not always, but every woman has one question to ask and every man has one question to ask. And, and tell me if I'm wrong about this, but essentially the woman's question is, am I captivating? Am I lovely? Am I beautiful? You know, they're all kind of the same question. And the man's is, am I capable? Am I useful? Can, can I do this thing? Do you believe in me that I can get it done? Um, is that true? Oh, absolutely. That do you delight in me for the woman? That do I have what it takes for the boys? For both, the underneath is, do you love me? Yeah. Am I worth loving? But yeah, every 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 one of us comes into this world with a question in our hearts. Yes. Yeah. And then girls, and, and now us as moms, often begin to answer that question with the wrong voices. And maybe it's parenting. We, we didn't have parents who answered it very well, or we didn't have any faith that we walked in that answered it well, or our peers didn't answer it well, or magazines led us to not answer it well. So, so let's talk about that prison setup. You, you talk about you know, how we get captive to some of our own um, bad beliefs about ourselves and, and so on. And here's what you write about the way in which we imprison ourselves. Prisons can be safe and comfortable. They can become a known life, a familiar way. Resignation is safe. Dreaming is dangerous. 
Letting someone else control your life is easier than rising up to deny them that control. The relationship will never be the same. Living under shame can feel far easier than fighting for your own dignity. The known is always more comfortable in, uh, the, and less risky than the unknown. And man, I think we start that pattern at a pretty early age. Where, oh. you, know, where we, you know, we answer our, that question that you just said, you know, from Captivating, Am I Lovely? As girls, we can go to all different kinds of things to make ourselves feel like we're a little more lovely. So talk about that prison that, that you as a girl may be experiencing and you find girls in modern day experiencing and then growing into women that, that have these prisons that, that make it so that we don't feel worthy or lovely or pretty or, or like we have something valuable to do on the earth. Well, I think it's really important for us all to remember that we're not living in the world that we are created for, but we're living in a world at war. We're living in a world that's engaged in a spiritual battle, and that's why Jesus came. Part of why he came, he says, is to set the captives free. Mm -hmm. So all of us, to one degree or another, are captives, and captive in places where we've given way to sin or where we've given ways to just soothing ourselves, whether that's through shopping or even through self-contempt, which is a crazy thing to become addicted to, just negative self-talk. But we can feel like that's justified, or maybe that's, you know, a better way to be is to be filled with self-loathing versus pride, when, no, that's not it. Jesus came that we might be free, free to live, to love, to dream, to explore, to try, or even free to fail. The key thing is where are we looking for our identity? Who's telling us who, who we are and what value we have? And particularly as girls and teen girls, we hand over the report card of our life to boys really easily yeah. and also to our friends. Well, our parents have a right to tell us who we are when it's good, but the ultimate one is God. He's the one that wants to answer those questions, not just when we're 12 and 15 and 18, but for every day of our lives. We need to know who we are, what value we have, so that we can choose to fight for our own lives. Yeah, and and let God, you know be the one at the helm of that fight. Exactly. Uh, you know. it's, it's not all on our own. We can't do it on our own, but we aren't on our own. Yeah. We have a, yeah. We have a role to play, I, I, but yeah. it's not a... Yeah, I'm so glad you brought this up, Stace, because I because I want to think about this um, out loud. And I call you Stace because you're like really easy to be a friend to. So I just hope you don't mind that I'm calling you that. Um, <laughs> here it is. You just said this thing about the, this place that young girls go to. It's almost more cool to put yourself down, to have self-pity, to compare yourself to other girls and say, I don't measure up to her, or to be mad at other girls because they've outdone you in this or that, or they look better, or they're skinny much easy, more easily than you are, or whatever. It's almost cooler to feel bad about yourself, to feel sorry for yourself. And, and so we get into those traps of, of comparing and competing, right? Oh, yeah. I've been in relationships with friends where that was kind of, that was what you talked about. And in order to feel like I belonged, well, that's what I joined in as well. Like It, it didn't ever turn to life-giving or breathing the fresh air of what could be out there to try things, but self-loathing was kind of the, the wrist badge of belonging, and that's really not helpful. Yeah, 
Yeah, thank you for saying that. You get into some beauty secrets, and I love that you call them beauty secrets because just about the whole world of women out there is looking how to be more beautiful. Either that or they've completely given up and they've shaved off their hair and done everything else. You know what I mean? You can see two types of women, the ones that are trying and the ones who've given up, you know? And I feel for both of them. So you have beauty secrets in this book, and I love them. They're they're fabulous, and they're great. Look, ladies, this is an instant makeover, and it can be an instant makeover for your daughters in all the right ways. Not in superficial ways that lend to the billion-dollar cosmetics industry. Um, he, and you talk about that as well, this, how much money we spend on that stuff. Uh, and I do, too. I mean, who doesn't? I'm sure you buy mascara, too, Stacey. Shoot, yes. And yeah. if you can get rid of wrinkles, then sign me up. Exactly. So, so we touched on Monday on beauty secret number one. You want to review that for people? Yeah, beauty secret number one is that a woman is at her most beautiful when she believes that she's loved. It's really deep and core and true. And so that's why we get to always grow in our beauty because we get to know more deeply throughout our lives how truly loved we are. Yeah. Beauty secret number two. That's what I want you to get to, yes. Yeah, now that one is we are at our most outwardly beautiful when we are not obsessing over our outward beauty. Amen. Wow. You know, I just was watching TV today with that particular principle in mind, Stacey. I want you to know. And I was watching the women that were trying so hard. And I thought, oh, man, girl, you could just be so beautiful if you weren't trying so hard. Does that? And, yeah, you see that. You see it with people who are applying layers and layers of makeup. Yeah. Or you see it with being really uncomfortable because there's this thing about being a woman where um, unconsciously we'll go into a room of other women and size ourselves up. Where do we fit in this thing? But when we are really free, when we know and are more at rest with that we are lovely, we are pretty, and then we are giving the focus of our attention in other ways, not that we're ignoring ourselves or our bodies or our skin or our hair, but that it's not the obsession of our souls, then we're freed up to actually become even more lovely. Yeah. And you got some great tips. And you get very practical. You talk about gentle cleansing (laughs) and eating right right and and drinking lots of water. I mean, so you've got some great tips for young girls in here just to take care of themselves. You quote from very hip places like the movie Divergent. Um, You you know, you you quote Veronica Roth, be brave. A girl has to be brave to to get a hold of of how beautiful she is. You know, that, that takes some bravery. It's almost easier to say, yeah, I'm nobody, you know, right? Right, right. It does take bravery, and we need her to be brave. We, I think that's the essential thing is that, darling, you're needed. You, you may not feel like you are. You may feel unimportant, but you are important, or else you wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. You, I love the, some of the parts of this book that I think every young girl should get her hands on. You say some things can be measured scientifically, weight, height, age, the fact that infants respond more to a girl's smile than to a guy's, which I love. They're, they're equipped to respond to their mommies. And as somebody who does a show for moms, I love that. All kinds of things can be measured. But then you talk about all the things we can't measure that are really in some ways the most beautiful. Uh, you know, a true smile, the gift of love. I mean, all these gorgeous things that come out of a girl that you just want her to value in herself, right? Right. The kindness of a friend. Becoming a good friend. I, I, I know, like there's that movie, Mean Girls, right? And yeah. it's there for a reason, because catty girls can go that direction. But what about being a brave girl and becoming a little island of hope, a safety net, where people and friends know that they will be tended and, and loved in your presence? How do you measure that? Yeah. 
And that is beautiful, Stacy. That is beautiful. Yes. All right. We've got about four minutes left. I want to make sure you get in. I don't want to tell them the whole book because I want them to have a reason to go buy it for their daughters. And frankly, moms, just go through it. I mean, Stacy takes you through prayers. I prayed some of the prayers in here, Stacy. They were they were healing, and I thank you for that. Um, and I thank God for that. And I, I you know, I, I, it's a good book, and I hope folks will go out and get it. But I want you just to touch on in the last three minutes – so there's one thing that you want to make sure that that the moms listening today um, can get from this book and have a reason to go get it for their daughters. Well, one main thing is to keep the dialogue going. You, you we want that with our children. We want to be attentive to their worlds and be able to have something that you're paying attention. You can talk with them about. So, yeah, get it, read it, offer it to them to read, invite them to have conversations about it. Be willing to do it imperfectly. Let it be messy. There's, there's no perfect mother out there. There isn't. But, mm-hmm. but we can love. We can still offer. And, and lead the way by example. We, we can't raise daughters who are not hating their bodies if we are hating ours. Right. So pursue your own walk with God. Dive more deeply into his love. And if you don't know it, just ask him to reveal it. Just show me, God. Show me who I am to you, really. I need to know it. Yeah. Two minutes left. I want to do two things. Number one, have you seen this work? What what should it look like at the end if my 12-year-old daughter reads through this book? What what do you want a girl to, to look like or to get from this by the end of the book? To be on the same page, to have eyes to see, to be able to recognize at when out in the world, oh, they're wanting me to do this, but that's not what God says. Yeah. To be able to have a lighter heart to be able to laugh at themselves when they even make mistakes but not fall into the pit of despair, to honor who they are, to walk with dignity, to treat themselves well, and actually then require others, and particularly magnificent young men that will be coming into their lives, to treat them with respect as well. Yeah, and to know they are beautiful because they are loved by the God of the universe. Yes, there you go. So, So thank you for that, Stacey. All right, dear, wh- wh- how do we find you? How do folks find you? How do moms find you? Oh, come to our website at ransomedheart.com. All kinds of resources for you there and events for women. And um, also my Facebook page. love to interact with you there. Stacy okay. is spelled strangely, S-T-A-S-I. But come, come join me there. And your book available all over the place, Amazon and so on, yes? Yeah, you bet. Okay. Stacy, you're a blessing. I'm so glad to, to be your friend over the radio. Me too. I loved it, Jenny. You're fabulous. Thank you. So are you. Likewise. And I love this book. God bless you. Thanks for writing it for my daughter. Uh, Thank you so much, Stacey, for being on Channel Mom. Take care. All right. But we're right back to tell you what we're going to talk about on Thursday. Also about girls. It's kind of a girl week, but that's okay. It helps the moms too. We'll be right back with Channel Mom. These days, couples will work for just about anything from communication to companionship. From fun to love, from passion and purpose to good old intimacy. What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90 fe 51 Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. Hi, this is Jenny, and I want to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Walters. She's a mom to three kids, so she understands that when you buy a home, you want a place where your family can build beautiful memories. As a real estate broker, Michelle can help you find the place you love coming home to, the right home at the best price. Whether you want to buy or sell, start your home search with Michelle Walters at SuburbanDenverProperties.com. 
You can also find Michelle's weekly blog, The Thinking Mom, on ChannelMom.com. Wouldn't you like to help your daughter not feel pressure to grow up too fast or be influenced by the wrong things? We're going to talk to someone who's written a new devotional for help to help the tween in your life. That should be a lot of fun. I think it can help you as a mom. In the meantime, mom, thanks for all you do to raise your children well. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Thanks for listening to Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Find podcasts, clips, blogs, and contact information at channelmom.com.